I am such a male. I don't ask for direction. I don't read the instructions when I'm trying to put something together. <laughs> I just want to figure it out until well, I, I get frustrated. <laughs> I and then I read that. the instructions. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I don't ask for help because I had, you know, a lot of ego. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to figure it out myself and I didn't yes. need help. It was very much like that. I had done everything. I knew to do. And I was not getting to that next level. I felt lost and I just wasn't in my best. And so that is what, even though I never asked for help, I, I knew that I wasn't going to get where I wanted to go if I didn't ask for help. And the fact that I wasn't even a hundred percent sure where I wanted to go. I mean, talk about lost. You definitely aren't going to know how to get there if you don't even know where you're going. Oh, yeah. Tools <laughs> and coaches are not really suitable for the people who are not driven. If you're not driven, you're wasting you everybody's time. And mentors also, they feel bored with you because, you know, I, I also feel demotivated when I see the persons that I'm working with. There is no change there. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Living in Control podcast. I'm your host, Reza Abraham, author and co-founder of In Control, an organization with a mission to help others to be in control of lives and careers. We imagine a world in which most people are in control of their lives, a conscious life accompanied by conversion, contentment, and consistency. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about another pillar of living an in-control life called courage, which is your ability to get out of your comfort zone. Today in our podcast, we have invited a phenomenal guest uh, who has come a long way from being a self-hatred, broke, single mother to a happy, fulfilled, multi-million dollar business owner. She's a, uh, she's a serial entrepreneur, a philanthropist, podcasters, and most importantly, mother of two. And she credits her mindset as what helped her to be able to harness her inborn abilities and create her success. Joining us from Florida, let's welcome Nikki Carson. Hello, thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure. Super excited. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's really an honor to have you on board. Yeah. Uh, Nikki, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself and uh, your story before we get into it. And, uh, you know, I have a ton of questions to ask you. <laughs> okay. All right. I have a ton of answers. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my story is, uh, I wouldn't say that it's uh, incredibly... Um, uncommon. I have uh, two daughters and I am a divorced single mom. Uh, and I am a serial entrepreneur and I have been since I was a child. Uh, I love to sell. Even as a child, I was getting into trouble, constantly trying to sell things. <laughs> and uh in ninth grade, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, and I have worked for big corporations, um, but I have also owned my own businesses. And uh, now my daughters are older. They're 19 and 15. And I'm really enjoying uh, this phase of their life as they 
find their own way in the world or preparing to find their own way in the world. I work a lot and I love every minute of it. Uh, I'm definitely a family person. I love my family. I spend a lot of time with my family. I love traveling, uh, but I'm always working as well. I have my, my cell phone and my laptop at all times. And, uh, but I find uh, you know, a good balance. And that's not necessarily my favorite word because it's never a true balance, but I, I give my attention to what's needed and I try not to neglect any area that's needed. And, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of, uh, internal work, a lot of self-improvement and I'm just at a really good place right now, but it, it hasn't always been rainbows and butterflies. There's been darkness as well that I think every person in their life has to face uh, their own demons. And, um, but yeah, I've just learned a lot about mindset and how powerful it is and how important having a a positive uh, mindset. And that changed my life probably about five years ago, Um, really excelled and, and brought some new challenges as well. I won't lie. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to be positive. And then everything, you know, you're running through fields with, with butterflies. No, uh, there's lots of work always to do. And I'm still very much in my journey. So, but that's, uh, I guess, me in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you, you mentioned the two points that I picked up. Uh, so first, you mentioned that, you know, when, when you were even like, you know, very small, you started selling. Right. So mm-hmm. how, how, how does came to you? Was it like something that you somebody asked you to do that or you wanted to do it? Like, where, where does that come from? That I would have to say was just natural. <clears throat> no one had taught me how to sell. <laughs> I didn't know how to sell, but I wanted to make my own money. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was little, I was very independent mm-hmm. ever since I was little. And I just started making things and trying to sell them to our neighbors, um, whoever would listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was just natural. No one, no one taught me. I just had this just drive inside me. Like I, I wanted to create my own way. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting because one of the things that I personally found, like, you know, I found my own courage when I got introduced to sales and I can say like, you know, sales really, really changed the way I see the world, you know, because uh, my background was engineering. I, I was the guy that I thought like, you know, oh, sales is not for me, you know, come on, right? Why do I need to do sales? And, and uh, my, my whole things changed when one of my mentors told me that, you know, you want to you build your courage, you got to sell. And sales is one of those elements that I think I think is, is really important to get you out of your comfort zone. You know, you have to tell people something that you want to influence them, convince them. And that that is something very interesting. Huh? This like that you you pick it up. And you mentioned that the drive was you just wanted to become independent, you wanted to make your own money and all, right? Yeah. And you know, my little mind then wasn't thinking independence, but mm. I was thinking that I wanted to make my own money. I wanted to not have to ask my mother and I wanted to have my own money. So Mm. that definitely drove me. Um, and it's just natural. I, 
could be wrong, but I personally believe that if someone is going to be successful in sales, it, there is going to be natural uh, personality attributes that they're going to have. And yeah. some people do not have those. It doesn't mean that they won't maybe take a sales position, but I, I think you can tell people that just have this natural ability to communicate with people yeah, yeah. that um, maybe aren't afraid to ask for the sale, just certain personality traits that help them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can't teach that. You can't, you can't teach someone to be social um, mm. if they don't really want to be inside, if mm. they're not naturally wanting to network and, and meet new people. I mean, there are absolutely people that would rather just, you know, be at home or behind a computer. They don't want to communicate with anyone. They yeah, don't want yeah, to talk yeah. with anyone. And <laughs> they're probably not going to do as well in sales because that's very much yeah. a part. I, I agree with you, you know, and sometimes when I'm talking to some of the managers, uh, they often say like, oh, sales is the default job. Anybody can do sales. And I'm like, no, it's not true. Not everybody is great as salesperson. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you can have a growth mindset, you can say like, you know, you can actually become good at, at, at sales at some point. Right. But mm -hmm. there is always some people who naturally good at it. And there are some people that they're naturally, they're not really designed to become a great salesperson. Yeah, <laughs> so. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the, the other point that just now you mentioned, you say something happened five years ago. What, what has happened five years ago? Well, I have always been interested in personal development, self-improvement. Mm -hmm. I would say that stemmed from me just being a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's pros and cons to being a perfectionist for sure. But... I always wanted to be better. Mm. I always wanted to try, no matter what I was doing, I wanted to try to be the best. That was also something just natural inside of me. Maybe it's a little competitive. Um, so I was always working to become a better person in everything mm. that I did. Um, but about five years ago, I, I really became aware and very intentional about my mindset specifically mm. um, because I've always worked on myself, mm. but my mindset needed a lot of work. And I just didn't realize what kind of headspace I was living in until I had a mentor pointed out to me. Mm. And I had this mentor because I was at a stage in life that I was doing well, but I didn't feel fulfilled. And there was this emptiness and I wasn't sure what path I wanted to go down and what I really wanted to do with the rest of my life. You know, it's like you reach goals and now what? And I was a little lost. So I had a mentor mm. and he is the one that pointed out that I really had some big weaknesses when it came to my mindset. And that was something very much holding me back from reaching my, you know, the next level. Mm -hmm. I was never going to get there with, with the thoughts that I had. And that, um, that is what started my journey on really yeah. focusing 
you don't mind to share like what, what kind of thoughts you have at that point? Well, I had worked with this mentor. I flew to him and uh, we were working together the plan three whole days, uh, however many hours in those days that we felt appropriate. So uh, at least 10 to 12 <laughs> each, each day. Um, and we were just putting everything on the table um, when it came to my personal and my business. Mm. And at the end of the second day, he looks at me and he had like this mile long whiteboard and he was writing all the things. And so I can see, you know, positive things and negative things, you know, as I was speaking and they're all glaring back at me and he stops and he looks at me and I don't remember the question that he had, you know, he'd asked me all these questions and he just kind of leans his head to one side and, and he looks into my eyes and he goes, why is it that you believe you don't deserve to be loved? Wow. Now, mind you, I did not say those words. Yeah. I did not at any point say that I feel unworthy of love or anything close to that, but just, and he knew what he was doing and he knew where he was leading me. I was just along for the ride. I didn't know where we were going. And when he said that to me, I, at my very first reaction was shock. And my second was almost defensive. And I said aloud, I don't, I don't think that I don't deserve to be loved. And he looked, he just, he doesn't say anything. He just looks at me. And I kind of sit with it for a minute and then I just bust out in tears and I go, Oh my God, I don't believe, you know, because I, I just silenced my mind, but then there all those negative thoughts that I've carried for all those years of my life that that I knew were there, but I didn't know were there, mm, mm. didn't necessarily focus on them, but those voices in my head were always there wow. telling me the most negative things about myself bringing me down. Now, mind you, all this time, I've been a very high performer, very driven, accomplished many things in my life, but I was still with the most horrific thoughts to myself. And I was, I didn't realize until someone pointed it out, how mean I was to myself. Mm. I was so mean and hateful to myself. And part of that did contribute to my drive because I was always telling myself it wasn't enough. I needed to do more, but there was so much just negative thoughts um, about my appearance, about my abilities. And, and I really didn't think that I deserved to be loved. I was scared to mm. even feel emotions. And I just never realized until he said that to me that day. And that really shook my world. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't think that I deserve mm. to be loved. And so I, I presented myself a certain way because of that. I, I made decisions based on that. And I hadn't realized I had gone my whole adult life mm. doing exactly that. It was mind blowing. So I went to work. And I, um, it, I just had never done something so hard in all my life 
is to work on my mindset and just switching to a positive mindset um, wasn't necessarily the hard part, Mm. but I would say that um, when I shifted to that part of a positive mindset that included self-love, that was very hard for me. That was hands down the hardest work I've ever done. And still to this day, it's hard. I have area, I've come a long way, mm. but it was hard for me to forgive myself and start loving myself. And it's not a switch that you turn on. And oh, that's yeah. It. Yeah. It comes in pieces. And as I started this journey, I, I actually ended up in some really dark places along the way over the last five years. And that was really unexpected. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm thinking positively. I'm doing positive things. I'm doing hard work. I'm doing everything right. You know, the perfectionist in me. Um, and what it did was open doors to places that I hadn't let myself go or feel. And because I had, you know, like a lot of people, I do have some trauma in my, in my background and I hadn't dealt with it. Mm. I just stepped it down and I became without realizing it. And I actually used to think it was a strength, but Mm. what I learned was it was a huge weakness. Mm. I didn't allow myself to feel emotions, especially the hard ones, sadness, pain, um, being scared. I just, I was, I became really good at shoving all of that down and just not dealing with it. And I used to think that that was strength. Like I can take anything. I can go through anything. Mm. When my family passed away and I didn't even cry, but it's not strength. It was weakness. I immediately shoved it down and built this wall and could almost pretend it didn't happen. Mm. And so I never felt it. So as I started my journey, of course, I start feeling things. I start allowing myself to feel sadness, to feel scared, to feel all these things. And to be honest, I reacted sometimes like a two-year-old having a tantrum because I didn't know how to deal with these emotions. I never learned that the only thing I knew was to shove them down and not Mm. deal with them. So as I try to, you know, I laugh now, but I'm, I mean, I was having two-year-old tantrums sometimes because I just did not. And here I am a grown woman had no clue how to navigate through some of this that I felt. And it was really hard. And I felt Um, you know, those voices that of course, you know, they just don't go away overnight. So then I'm telling myself that I'm weak and, you know, that I'm not doing the right thing and what's wrong with you. And, you know, that self-doubt sets in and it was, you know, I had some periods where, man, it was hard work and I just had to keep going. And I did go through a couple bouts of, you know, quick, uh, depression. My last one the beginning of last year. So that's not that long ago. Oh, wow. Probably one of my darkest times ever. And I just really, I think 
when I started that I would get to a point where I'm done. And it was ignorance, of course, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing this, this self love work and I'm going to arrive and I'm going to be done. <laughs> mm. Like you have reached the finish line, Nicole, you're perfect. <laughs> and no, that's not what happens. It's, it's like a, it's an entire life journey. There's always new challenges. There's always going to be new, new challenges. And I have to show up for myself each time. There isn't an autopilot button that you mm. get to press. I have to show up for myself every time. And I have to be there with the love and the forgiveness. And because I'm going to make mistakes. And forgiving myself was probably one of the hardest things aside from self love. I could not forgive myself for some things, some things I did, but there were some things in my past that I hadn't made you know, the perfect decision or the right decision. And I had a really hard time letting that go. Now I would forgive other people, yeah. no problem, yeah. but not me because I yeah. knew better and I felt like I should be punished. Wow. And so I punished myself. <laughs> 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 wow, there's so much to unpack here in just now, just now the, the things that you mentioned. I think I think you have you have touched almost on every piece of the whole courage that I have written uh in in control. You know, the first part, like you know, you started it with with these things that it's an intentional process to to get our courage together and move towards betterment. Yeah. And this is something that doesn't happen by accident because most people are waiting for something to happen so that they can get in control of their life. Right. And what you did was just uh, simply amazing. You know, you, you, you get help. And that is something that, you know, a lot of people, again, they, they don't even recognize it like self-doubt, you know, the fact that you are not loving yourself or you, you know, like what the way you put it is that you didn't even know such things exist even within you. So that's even more scary, meaning that in your dark room, there is like some cabinet that you didn't even know it's there. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, and then and then after that, you also mentioned about like you were looking for that perfection so you were basically fighting mediocrity there you didn't want to be an average person you didn't want to settle down where you are and uh yeah so so um okay so if i if i want to put this one in into order um the first step was that awareness okay so you became aware you say like i am successful in my business in my whatever work that i'm doing but i don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel like, you know, it's, I, 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 I in love with, with the, with my life and career. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, the first step was awareness. The second step you asked for help. Yeah. So yes. how did you deal with that self doubt? Because it's, it's something like, especially for a person like you, who is a high achiever, who is a high performer, like where does self-doubt even there? Because, you know, you're, you're doing great in your job, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about the personal life. How, how does it look like at that period? Yeah. Uh, but how do you even 
identify that self-doubt and to deal with it. Wow. So thinking back to that time and, and it's everything happened the way that it was supposed to happen. And you probably believe that, right? Things aren't necessarily accidental. Mm. And I'm not a person that asks for help. Mm. I'm not. So the fact that I did is crazy to me when I look back. Um, I am a female, but I am such a male. And, you know, I don't ask for direction. I don't read the instructions when I'm trying to put something together. <laughs> I just want to figure it out. Until well, I, I get frustrated. <laughs> I and then I read that. the instructions. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I don't ask for help because I had, I do now, but I had, you know, a lot of ego. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to figure it out myself and I didn't yes. need help. Yes. Um, but I knew that I had done everything that I knew how to do. So it's very much like, you know, and I still do this until this day. I will, unless I open something and it's a million pieces and I don't even know where to start, but you know, typically I will open something new and I won't read the instructions and I'll just start trying to put it together. I know, I know better. It's just, I think I like to, the challenge, can I figure it out without having to read the instructions? Mm. And, um, but then you get to a point where you're like, I don't know what the next step is. This isn't making sense to me. So you pick the instructions up and you go, okay, let me, let me see. Let me get a little hint here, or cheat a little and see what I'm supposed to do next. So it was very much like that. I had done everything I knew to do. And I was not getting to that next level. And I didn't know what the next level looked like, but I knew mm. that I wasn't done in my journey, but I, I had no clue what I was supposed to do next. I felt lost and I had gone through tremendous challenges and I just wasn't in my best place mentally. And I knew that. And so that is what, even though I never asked for help, I, I knew that I wasn't going to get where I wanted to go mm. if I didn't ask for help. And the fact that I wasn't even a hundred percent sure where I wanted to go. I mean, talk about lost. You definitely aren't going to know how to get there if you don't even know where you're going. Oh yeah. So I wanted someone that knew a lot more than me that had already gone through the journey and could help me essentially get out of my own way so that I could move on from that spot. I didn't want to be stuck there. I knew that there was more for me. So I reached out. Where, where people can find someone like that. I mean, like what, how, how do you like, okay. So do, let, let me put the question like this, you know, because mm -hmm. I have spoken with a lot of people and uh, they always say like, yeah, I know I need help, but I don't know where to find that person. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the, what, is, what kind of quality that person has? I mean, we can't just walk around in the street and like look for people, you know, who can be our mentor and so on. So how do you give a, a blueprint to someone to find somebody who can help them in that process? That is a very good question. And at that time, when I hired my first mentor, mm -hmm. 
or coach or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I didn't know anyone and I'm in circles now because of who I associate myself with that if I needed help in any area, it'd be very easy to get a referral at this point. But in, at that time I knew no one personally, I didn't even know anyone in my circle that would be able to refer me to someone. So I jumped on Google. Mm -hmm. I am the self-proclaimed Google queen Mm -hmm. and I (laughs) Google everything. So, but I don't just Google and just click the first thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I will go 20 pages in. I'm, I'm just really crazy like that. Like I want as much data as possible. I'm very thorough. Um, so I started researching, I do this anytime I go to the doctor, uh, anything, I, I don't just blindly go in and accept whatever I'm told. I do have a lot of common sense. Um, and I only say that because I've been tested. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just saying it. Um, I have have above average IQ and I just, (laughs) I don't ever just take what's given to me, I think for myself and I, does it add up? Does it make sense? And if it doesn't, I'm going to ask questions. And if I feel like, okay, this isn't, I don't, I'm not getting good vibes from this, then I move on. Um, So I started researching online and I looked at, you know, there are, especially in the coaching space, um, self-improvement space, there's a lot of people that are getting involved. And I think that's great. I do, Mm -hmm. especially if their intention is to really help people. I think that's phenomenal. But the truth is there are people that are in it just for the money. Mm. There are people that are in it that really don't, they really shouldn't be leading other people. I'll just Mm. put it that way. Um, None of us are perfect. Um, And the best mentors I've ever had in my life have told me that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm still working on myself yep. and anyone that can admit that I, you know, I'm going to feel very comfortable with, mm. they're going to tell me they're not perfect, that, right. that they're still working on things and, uh, you know, being human, you know, provided that you're speaking to a human, that's very much going to be the truth. I mean, none of us are perfect. There is no finish line. You don't arrive at perfection. It just doesn't happen. Correct. So I looked at tons of different websites, um, really going on the vibe that I would get from the website, uh, things that were being said, uh, was it in alignment with what I was looking for? I wanted someone that had integrity, someone that I felt like I could trust. I'm going to confide in them and that they also had the expertise in the areas that, you know, what's their story? What have they overcome? What what are they doing now hmm. to um, better themselves? If a coach doesn't have a coach or a mentor in their life, that's a huge red flag to me. Oh yeah. Um, because we're not done. We're never going to be done. And there's always someone out there that has more experience, more expertise, what have you. And so I would say, you know, someone that can be very honest about their story and where they've been, and someone that knows that they are still a work in progress and have a mentor and coach are two big things for me. And then are they in alignment 
with what I'm looking for. Mm. I know coaches that specialize at working with women only, you know, if you're a male, okay, that's going to be not your person right there. Mm. Um, but there's, they specialize in uh, self-love or they specialize in only business or, you know, so what is it that you're trying to achieve? And for me, I was completely lost. I knew that I had work to do on myself because I have all I've known since a young age that there will always be room for improvement. I just didn't know how much work I needed to do when I, when I signed up with him. Um, and then he, he also specialized in some of the business areas that I wanted help in as well. So uh, I, um, so not just looking at their website, but that's a start uh, or looking at, you know, their social media and just seeing uh, the vibe, honestly, like, are they in alignment with my beliefs and and what I'm trying to achieve, and then having those conversations and asking the questions, you know, getting their, their story and what, what are they doing? Where are they in their life? And, and, um, you know, you just have to decide, can you really trust this person? And, and do you believe that they could help you get to where you want to go? Mm. So you met this person around five years ago, and then you had mm. this conversation for about like 10 to 12 weeks. And uh, I, I believe that you had this self-realization, right? So you, you, you came to this understanding that I'm doing very well. So what, what then Nikki did after that? Like, what was your uh, journey after that? How did you keep yourself like on top of the game? Because, you know, we all know there are some people who get some help, but then after that, again, they're going back to the world they were before like what what mechanism did you use yes um so i worked with my first mentor for three years oh wow and okay yeah um we were definitely in alignment i liked his approach to challenges and his his just mindset around things mm-hmm. um i did take on um Probably two years in, I picked up another coach <laughs> to help me in another area. Um, and so right now I have four coaches. Wow. So, yeah. I'm, I don't mind if I ask you, like, what are the areas that you're working with them in the four? So I have a coach that is uh, business. They help me with challenges. I, um, started working last year on an area in business that I had never done before. So Mm -hmm. I wanted someone that had experience in that and, and helped me through. I, I like to look at things, um, you know, do you have to have a coach? Do you Mm. have to have a mentor? You no, you don't, you don't need that. You, you need, um, clothing, shelter, water, food, you need those things. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a necessity. Um, Yeah. It's not a necessity. However, if you are trying to accomplish something that you've never done before yeah, and maybe even a little ignorant in the area, you just don't know Mm. you can, I like to look at it as two choices. You can pay the dumb tax Mm. and go and make all the mistakes yeah try and error. yeah and whatever the cost of uh, money and time that that costs you and you can probably still get there but it's going to take longer and it's probably going to cost you a lot more money yeah or you can hire a mentor or coach that has 
been there before. They're not going to do the work for you, but they can help guide you and you can avoid some of those mistakes and you can do things faster because you're not, you know, getting lost and trying to figure it out. You've got someone that can help guide you in the right direction. So uh, once I worked with my first mentor, I was definitely hooked and just constantly um, trying to improve and having that mentor help guide me in different areas. Mm. Um, and I am very driven. I am very ambitious. So, of course, you know, I have four now because I'm probably a little crazy. Like who wants to work with four coaches? That's a lot of accountability. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I uh, mentors and coaches are not really suitable for the people who are not driven. If you're not driven, you're wasting everybody's time. And mentors also, they feel bored with you because at the end of the day, yes, of course, you know, we all do all we do for money. We want to, we want to make some living here. Right. But then if I don't see that the person I'm talking to, I'm, I'm asking him like, or asking her to work on something. And then the person come back to me, like, you know, she got nothing and just say like, oh, I was very busy last week and so on. Right. I, I I'm going to say like, okay, maybe we need to give it. A, a time here uh, because, you know, I, I also feel demotivated when I see the persons that I'm working with, there is no change there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's, that's one. So one was business. And uh, how about the other three? What are the other three areas you got? So I have um, a part-time, so three are, or what I would consider full-time where I speak to them weekly mm. and I'm held accountable. And mm. then I have one part-time mm. and that one is a um, functional medicine um, mentor. I have some conditions, nothing crazy major. I'm not going to die or anything, but I want to go the holistic way in healing myself. So I work with them to do that. So that's, part, like more part-time for checking in maybe monthly or once a quarter, just depending on where I'm at. Um, so then the three business, I have a, um, spiritual slash mindset coach, and then I have a, um, fitness and nutrition coach that I speak with almost daily. Um, I gained 35 pounds last year when I went through my depression and my challenges. Wow. And I cut out a bit of work, extra work for myself this year. So, <laughs> um, and, you know, just full disclosure. And it was something that really bothered me. And it's taken me a while to even get to the point where I can talk about it. Um, but I know that if I put in the work, then I can achieve the results that I want. And I'd like, um, because I am a high performer, I'm, I'm moving at 150 miles per hour. And I like having coaches that not just hold me accountable, but can also help navigate me. I tend to take on too much. I, I, um, I have the opposite of feeling like I can't do things. I think I can do anything. And I sometimes bite off more than I can chew. So sure. I <laughs> like, I can do that. I can do that. And then I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I can't do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, that's probably a bit much, um, at once, but I, I want to work on all these things and I don't, mm. 
you know, in those different areas of my life, I don't necessarily want to do one at a time. And I did, you know, this is, this is more recently, I would say within the last 12 months, how do I work with this many people at the same time? Um, but before that, the last four years, um, I was only working with one, maybe there would be some overlap of two. Mm, yeah. Um, but this year I just decided I I've got a lot that I want to accomplish and I want to do it, um, strategically. I don't, I'm, I'm running too fast to take the time to try to figure it all out on my own. I want someone to help navigate me. And that's just important to me. And does, does it cost a lot of money per year to work with that many people? It absolutely does. But I look at it as an investment. Um, I'm the best investment that I can make um, yep. because I do have that trust with myself. I know what I'm capable of achieving. So for me, it's a great investment to spend this money to work with these mentors to get me to the next level, keep me healthy so that I can keep going. And I feel, I feel amazing. Now will I go, you know, years and years and years working with four people at the same time? Probably not, but I'm just in that space right now where I'm trying to make a lot of things happen. And it's really great to have this team almost to help navigate me there. Um, awesome. I obviously saw the, um, I guess the ROI on having a mentor working with that first one for three years. I mean, they completely helped me change my life. They didn't yep. change my life because I had to do the work. You right? did it. Yeah. Yeah. But they helped me change my life. I can't even imagine where I would be without them. Yeah. That's why they always say like, you know, you, you, at the end of the uh, one way or another, you have to pay the price. You have yes. to pay. So either you pay through your own uh, stupid trial and error, mistakes, or pay the government tax or whatever that you mentioned yeah. just now. Yeah. <laughs> or or you pay someone wiser than you so that they can actually help you through that process. Yeah. So um, uh, you, you okay. mentioned about like, you know, fitness, you mentioned about the spiritual, you mentioned about like business. So how is your morning routine look like? You know, so what do you do? Do you know there is always this saying that they say like i always i always believe that win the morning win the day if you start your morning great right so your whole day is going to be great and usually uh we always talk about like your morning routine has to be consist of like you know four elements there some physical routine mental routine emotional routine a spiritual routine so have you, have you managed to figure out like what is what is your best morning routine look like something that you manage to hold it up i know some days we just don't feel like doing anything you know yeah, but but happen. yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, but but i found very interesting working with like you know an interview and talking to all these extraordinary people that they they managed to break through they mostly they credited this one to to how they start the day because that set the tone the momentum for the whole day so how, how does your morning routine look like what do you do that works for you so i will say at least in my circle um that i don't have the typical morning routine mm. um I didn't say this before, but I am a rebel. I am. Mm -hmm. I always have been. I challenge everything. Um, 
I did at least say that I think for myself, I don't always take the information that's thrown at me. I, I like to make sure it makes sense. So I'm, I'm a bit of a rebel. I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't like, uh, this is going to be fun. Um, I have a control issue and it's mm. something that I'm working on with one of my mentors. So this is great because in control, right? <laughs> that's, that's exciting. Okay, go, 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 go. <laughs> Um, I definitely have control issues and I don't like to feel restricted or controlled. I have a major problem with it, like to the point where it's an issue. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I've always been a rebel and that has, um, helped me and it has hurt me at the same time. So anyway, I, you know, there's definitely a lot of books out there. Um, There's a lot of mentors out there, including my own, that recommend doing things in a certain order when you wake up. Mm. Um, I rebel against these things. And, um, but I do still have a routine. Um, I just don't do it necessarily the way that everyone else does. It might even be a little bit backwards, but for my mind and the way that I think it works for me. So I will answer your question after saying that. Um, so, uh, first things first, I have a bad habit. I have to have coffee in the morning and I am a morning person and I know sure. it's caffeine, uh, but, and I don't drink coffee all day. I just need one cup and I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. but I, but I have to have it. If not, I don't know if I'd be a morning person anymore. So, uh, <laughs> but I am pretty bright and cheery and ready to have conversations. Um, but I need at least a few sips of, co- of coffee before that happens. So that's first things first, straight to the coffee maker. I'm not stretching first. I'm not doing anything else straight to the coffee maker. Um, and I know my spiritual coach really wants me to uh, get up and start stretching and doing some little exercises first. And I'm like, no, I'm going to the coffee maker first, then I will do the stretches. <laughs> That's not so coffee come first, then only you will do some stretches. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So I like, I like the creativity me. here. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Helps get me flowing. So Um, So I have my coffee close by and he has me doing very specific, very slow, which is very hard for me. He is, that is my spiritual mindset coach is trying to get me to slow down a little. Mm. Um, And that is very hard for me. So so? I have, um, I'm just, uh, it's just part of um, my biting off more than I chew all the time. Just fast, 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 go, go, go. Nothing's ever enough. I need to do more. Uh, and then I get overwhelmed. Like I will literally go until I run myself in the ground. I don't Mm. know how to stop. I only know how to keep going. If I'm breathing, I can do more. And, uh, this, you know, I'm very open about it's a problem. It's not healthy. You know, you, you can't just, pile things on top of yourself until you collapse. That's not smart. I know this, but I haven't, and this is why I have my mentor. Mm. I haven't learned on my own when to recognize my boundaries. When I am getting to that point where if you keep going, you're going to, you're going to crash and burn. You've got to slow down or you got to stop. 
I, I, I have such a problem with it. So one of the things getting me connected back into my body is for me to do these very slow and it's very painful for me right now, not physically painful, just mentally painful. Mentally painful. Yeah, I know. I know. It goes so slow doing something. It <laughs> like, like meditation itself, like meditation itself. You know, even when, when I first started meditation, just sitting there and think of nothing. Oh, I was finding so many things in that nothing. <laughs> yes. It's oh, like, why? <laughs> I know it's so hard. I still, I've become better, but yes, I would get so frustrated trying to meditate. And, um, but anyway, <laughs> but that's a whole different, whole different uh, yeah, uh, conversation there. High five to um, you on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I do my little stretches and that helps me, uh, start calm because, you know, I want to just get going as soon as I'm up Mm. and I don't even need a whole cup of coffee, a couple sips in, I'm ready to start my day. So he's making me get in touch with my body, get grounded and it's good for me. So I'm doing it. And then I like to either read or, or journal, just, I let myself, I don't necessarily do both every day. I let myself go with how I'm feeling. Mm. That's part of my control thing. Don't make me do both every day. I want to, I want to, how, what am I feeling that morning? Um, I let my, I take my dogs out. So I get outside. Um, I love nature. I have a beautiful backyard in Tampa, Florida. And I love to go out there in the morning with my dogs and just kind of soak up the sun a little bit, breathe a little bit. I would say not necessarily meditating, but I really do just, I try not to start thinking about work and, you know, the million things that need to be done that day. I really just try to look at the flowers and have gratitude for their beauty and the sun and, you know, whatever's out there that I see and just you know, nature does something for me. Oh yeah. Um, and I just feel that energy. So I, I let myself feel that energy. I go barefoot in the grass and I just like to feel the nature out there. Now I'm not going around petting the trees or whatever, but I like <laughs> to, uh, just, and it, you know, sometimes it's like only five, 10 minutes, five, mm. 10 minutes dogs are out and, you know, do their thing. And I just get in touch with that. It makes me feel really at peace. But after that, I am working a little bit. Then I go to the gym after. So I don't, um, I don't hit the floor and just say, okay, change my clothes, go to the gym. I like to And even though I'm a morning person and I am awake, it doesn't take me that long to wake up, but I am. And maybe this is part of my, I think my spiritual um, mindset coach would be super happy to hear me say this right now, but I am (laughs) learning to slow down a little bit in the morning um, and just be grateful for everything and just enjoy the beauty of outside and And that just puts me in a very calm space because Mm. with my companies, it's, it's very, one especially is extremely fast paced. It is everything and everyone is on fire all the time. Mm. And I don't mean that, um, uh, literally of course, but, um, it feels that way sometimes where, you know, as soon as seven, eight 
a.m. rolls around, my phone and email are exploding. So I like to just take that time in the morning to just feel really good. Um, if I'm not going to the gym that day, um, then sometimes not going to the gym, I'll take an Epsom salt bath. I know mm. that's two totally different things, but sometimes I do that. One yeah. it helps my aching muscles and I play Zen music and I just take it even further with the, and that is kind of my meditation time where I just listen to the music. I have to have music. I can't have just complete quiet and not to go too far down the rabbit hole of meditation, but it is different for people. Um, I like to just have the Zen music. It really just gets me in that space where I can be calm and I have my bubbles and my bath and my wow. salt. And it's just, and I like candles and it's just me time. I'm only, I only do that for 20 minutes. 25 minutes tops. And I just relax, let my muscles soak, helps me detox. It's great. Um, or I'm going to the gym. And then once I, once I hit the gym, my day, you know, goes from there, uh, all over the place. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so skin, uh, so this, so. this is something that you've been doing it like every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's great. That's great. So your mentor must be very proud of you. So <laughs> for, yes, I'm for getting, there. getting, getting <laughs> someone to do all these things, like, you know, all these like slow, relaxed kind of things, right. For a high performer person like you, it's a, it's a, it's a great achievement. It's really great. Yeah. Nice. I, I feel nice. good. Yeah, it, it, it does. I bet. I bet so. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Right. So, uh, Nikki, what, what is the, like, you know, so to wrap up the session as well, what, what is the one big project that perhaps like either personal project or, or work-related project that you want to knock down for this year? I want to grow my personal brand. Mm. So um, I literally just launched my personal brand. I had the podcast already, but my personal um, products uh, this past Friday, I just launched. Past Friday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, just launched. So I want to grow that. Uh, I started with one product line and I want to add additional product lines under my personal brand. So that is something that I'm working on very hard right now and very focused on um, something that I'm very passionate about and I love. So I'm having a lot of fun with it, even though it's a lot of work and I'm hoping to have two new product lines added by the end of the year. So I've got a lot of work. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. That is awesome. Yeah. So uh, Nikki, where people can find you. I am very easy to find. I am on Facebook under uh, Nikki Corson and I'm on Instagram under the Prissy Nikki. And that is my personal brand. Um, so that you can also go to the website, prissynikki.com. And I, I respond to messages on social. So you can definitely reach out to me there. I'd be happy to talk to anyone if they have any questions. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and uh, just letting that vulnerability out, sharing about your like, you know, dark times and how you came to light, how courageous you've been throughout the whole journey. I am definitely 
very proud to know you and uh, you know listen to your journey. That was amazing, and I believe that our our audience also uh, will definitely get inspired by your journey. And I believe somebody out there that your story might touch their heart, and uh, you know they can get out of their comfort zone and uh, do something that they have never done before. Yeah. So guys, we hope this conversation has inspired you to know and learn more with us. A reminder to everyone on living an in control life is the life where you love what you do, you love who you do it with, you love who you do it for, and you love how you do it. So please tune in to our next podcast. And as always, we love to have you around. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Nikki, for joining us. Thank you.